broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Deanna Johnson Cawthon. Before I introduce the topic and my guest for today's show, I need to let my listening audience know that the Working Woman Radio Show is looking for sponsors for the podcast program. Advertising your business on the show is a great way to build your brand and to support meaningful programming. We have several different sponsorship packages available that can pretty much meet any advertising budget. So if you would like more information about becoming a sponsor, just go to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com, click on the link for sponsorship, download the information, and give me a call. I will be happy to help you. Now that that little bit of business has been taken care of, let me jump into uh, introducing you to my guest and our topic for today. Angelia McCall, or Angie, as her friends and family call her, has been a licensed hairstylist for the last 10 years. Whether she's working in salons on the south side of Metro Atlanta, on fashion photo shoots in the suburbs of Alpharetta, or learning about how beauty products are made, Angie has definitely dabbled in almost every aspect that the beauty industry has to offer, and she is excited about future opportunities to come. Welcome to the show, Angie. It is a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm excited. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Well, I am excited about talking to you. I mean, hair, uh, the hair industry, and I'm obviously not telling you anything you don't know, is a billion-dollar industry. I've looked this up, and, I mean, yep. hair is everything uh, for women, uh, but also for men. So this is a, an important topic. It's something that we all dabble in uh, as far as getting our hair done, whether we do it ourselves or whether we are buying the products or whether we're going to salons uh, and people like you to get it done. So I think it's a topic um, that, uh, that women, and men too, maybe, but put my audience is predominantly women, would be interested and so that's why I wanted to talk to you. So let's just start from the beginning. Can you share a little bit with my audience about your journey, the journey that led you to becoming a hairstylist? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So funny enough, I kind of stumbled into it. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Uh-huh. I um, I was 18 at the time. My parents were military, mm-hmm. and we were, our last station was in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I started college there, hated college. Yeah. I did one semester, and I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want it. And yeah. so the cost of living in Maryland was so high that as an 18-year-old with mm-hmm. no real right. tangible skills, right. I couldn't afford to stay there even with roommates and whatnot. Wow. So I moved with my mother, and we moved down here to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a little bit hard because I didn't know anyone. Right. You know, I wasn't going back to school, and I didn't really have any real ideas of what I wanted to do with my life. Wow! So my mom comes home one day, and I'm like lounged out on her couch yes. eating Cheetos or whatever, <laughs> and she just looks at me and she was like, "So you have to do something." Yes. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay." So we, <laughs> So we sat down together and we just kind of went through like our mental Rolodex of yes. the, like the different skills that I had yes. and we kind of landed on, you know, you're pretty good with hair. Yeah. Why don't you explore that option? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? This 
personal inventory and you know along with your mom and realize hey I'm good with hair let's try that yep and 10 years later now wow that's that's wonderful uh, Angie I, I really do think that's wonderful and I just love um, that you, I think it's important for people to do what you did as far as taking personal inventory, whether or not they become a hairstylist or not but I think right. that, I think you need to look at what am I good at um, and right. and explore that, and you did that, and now ten years later, you're still in the industry and uh, and are successful. So now, um, there's a lot of aspects of this business I want to talk to you about, but I want to go ahead and hit some of the um, the big things first. What has been the most interesting experience as your work uh, in your work as a hairstylist? I'm sure that you've had many. I mean. You know, I haven't gone to hairdressers all that much, but I know the times I've went, and I know a lot of people who go. We talk to our hairdressers, so I'm just interested. Mm -hmm. What what has been the most interesting experience? That and the second part of that question is, uh, what's the juiciest secret that someone has ever told you? Um, the most interesting experience mm -hmm. working in the hair field. For me personally, yeah, it would. I would have to break it down into a two-part thing. Okay. Um, it would be a time where, so like I mentioned, I went to a palmetto school. Yeah. And I pretty much stayed with the brand. Oh, okay. For the past ten years or so. Oh, wow. So, um, one time I was able to, and the main companies in California. Oh, okay. I was able to go to California into one of their development development oh. labs. Oh, wow. To see like kind of a behind the scenes of yeah. how they, they test the product and really? how they formulate. I met some of the scientists and oh my goodness. be in a tester salon. Oh my God. So this is a salon where you get all of the new products before yeah. the public even knows it's a thing. Is that so right? There was a color line that I had knowledge to maybe a year and a half, two years before they even announced it. Yes. And I was able to see, like, the behind the scenes, the results, how it actually performed yeah. in this tester salon. Wow. So that was one yeah. of my, like, yeah. favorite experiences. And um, I yeah. do a lot of fashion shoots. Yes. So always being on somebody's, like, photo shoot set or, oh like, my. you know, so yeah. any sort of set like that yeah. is always a really interesting experience. Wow. And, um... For the juiciest. Yes, Ooh. yes. <laughs> I've been wanting to ask you this. <laughs> That's great. Um, so I have two little stories. Okay. And they're, they're a lot. Yes. So they happened um, in my, the very first salon that I worked in after I had, yeah. you know, graduated from beauty school and sure. acquired my license. Right. And to this day, I if I were to see these women walking down the street, yeah. I couldn't tell you what they look like. Yeah. I don't remember their name. Yeah. Yeah. Like nothing about right. what they like who they are right. now, but right. I just remember these specific stories. Yes. So like you mentioned, yeah. you know, when you your hairdresser yeah. 
it's kind of like a bartender. I know. I know, exactly. Yes. And if you have, you know, the gift of gab or Uh the, the aura or the, you know, the gift of people being comfortable with you. Sure, sure. They really open up. They really open up. Yes. So, Uh um, Uh I, like I said, I don't remember this woman's name or what she looks like anymore. Right. But I remember that I was either, either cutting her hair Mm -hmm. or blow drying it. And we're just having a conversation and the conversation it's just flowing naturally. Right. We're giggling, yes, talking. Sure. It's nice. What? So, and I don't even remember how we got onto the topic, but <laughs> yeah. I think, yes. I think it was, we were talking about yeah. how kids can really like calm down your life. Yes. Like if you're really, you know, yeah. active, out sure. in the street, sure. partying, right, that. having yeah. a kid can really like yeah. bring, bring you back you down. in. Right, right. And I... Mm-hmm. So she yeah. she she kind of pauses for a second, yeah. and she was like, "I don't even know why I feel compelled to tell you this, yeah. but I'm going to tell you this." And yeah. I've never told anybody else. And yeah. she was like, "You have to promise not yeah. to say anything." Right. And I'm like, right. "Who am I going to tell?" Right, exactly, exactly. Years later, now. Yeah, right. But still, we don't know who it is. But um, yes. so she was saying that. Uh, she had, like, before having children, yeah. she was hardcore into yeah. the party scene. Yes. And, like, hardcore yeah, into yeah, the yeah, party yeah, scene. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And she was into recreational drug use. Oh, okay. I'll put yeah. it lightly. Right, okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, so. she was saying that she was having a night of partying with yeah. her substance of choice. Can I can I even say yeah. all of this? Yeah, you can okay. say all this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're not divulging any there's no names here. It's all anonymous. <laughs> um so she was saying that she was using yeah. cocaine. You're right, and I was right. like, oh Yeah, right, okay. right, right. You really partied. And, oh she was really partying. Oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. she was saying that she had her whole little setup on the table mm-hmm. and she was like, yeah, you know, I was really into the party scene. Mm. And the craziest thing that I ever did yeah. was uh, yeah. I snorted coke with my pussy cat. Oh, I was like, wow, wow. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember, like, putting down my tools and right. stepping in front of her yeah. to look her in the face and be like, ma'am, yeah. Yeah. you cannot lead with a story like this. You have to, like, right. how are you doing yeah. la cocaina right, right. with your cat? Let me go with a different um, train of thought. What um, have you ever had to deny a customer a certain kind of hairstyle? Have you ever had to say or advise against something? I'm I'm curious about that aspect of things. Absolutely, <laughs> all the time. Oh, all really? the time. Really? Um. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. in my mind, I. For me personally, I never uh-huh. tell people no for the instance of like, uh-huh. oh, like that's not in fashion right. or right. that's not going to look pretty on you. Right. Just because beauty is so subjective. It is, exactly. Um, so, you know, for a lot of women that I found, especially if they're more mature, uh-huh. um, I've seen that if they are into a particular style, yeah. it's usually connected to some like, sentimental like yeah. reasoning or yeah. like yeah. some emotional attachment sure um and that's 
usually the reason why I will say no okay. to someone doing something outrageous. Like, really? if a woman has, like, super long hair, yeah. and you can tell that she's a little bit upset over something, and she just wants to cut it all off. Oh, wow. I, I have literally, like, pulled out a chair. Yes. Sat in front of them. Yes. And, like, looked them eye to eye. So, what's going on? Like, your really? hair is down to your hips. Yes. Why do you want to cut it off into Definitely. a pixie? Wow. And then it comes out that they broke up with someone or yes. they're having a hardship. Or yes. they yes. feel out of control of yes. their lives. Yes. So, this is the one thing that they can control. Sure. So, in those instances, I'm like, no, don't yeah. do this. Yeah, Let's just you... give you some layers. Sure. And, like, blow out. Yes. And you're like, you're going to regret this decision if you do it. Wow. That's amazing. So in a way, like you said, you're almost like a therapist, a counselor. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, because like you said, I mean, you're you're helping them to think through the problem. Think through what the the emotional uh, moment that they're having. I love that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest mistake, staying on the the topic of actual hair and hair products? Well, not necessarily products, but hair. What do you think is the biggest mistake that women generally make when it comes to hair? What do you think is, is, is in 10 years, what have you seen more than not? That, um, as far as mistakes that women make with their hair? Ooh, the biggest thing yeah. I would have to say is don't do your own chemicals. Oh, wow. Period. Really? Don't do your own chemicals. Because a lot of the times, you know, we see the trends that are happening. Uh-huh. And right now, it tends to be these really light fantasy colors, the yeah. grays, yeah. the baby pink, or oh, yeah, you know, things definitely. like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Don't do it. Really? Because don't do it. Like, just save the money and And go to a stylist that you trust. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Just because there's a lot of math and science that goes behind almost any chemical process that happens. Right. And a lot of the time, people aren't thinking about the consequences of what happens when you do two or more chemicals. Oh, my God, this is true. Say if someone were to relax their hair and they have grays that they want to cover, so they're going to do, you know, whatever little box color there is. Okay, right. The chemical makeup of those two products are completely on the opposite side, and when they meet, they will have a severe chemical reaction. Oh, my God. Wow. So it's things like that. Like, try not to do your own chemicals. I can understand, Yes. you know, cut, styling, braids. Right, 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 right. things of that nature. Right, but not the chemicals. But not the chemicals. If you can avoid the chemicals, especially box color. Yes, yes, yes. That would be the greatest thing. Because a lot of the times, the the Mm -hmm. chemical makeup of box color are so anti-consumer. Oh, really? That's what I'm going to call it. Wow. Just because once you've applied that particular brand, it can be very difficult to jump to another brand. Is that Because right? you might have a bad reaction. Oh, my goodness. The color might change drastically. Yeah. And even if you were to go into a salon yes. and you tell someone that you've had box color on yeah. your hair, yes. Usually you would get like a heavy sigh from the stylist and yes. then it goes into, yeah. let me figure out the extent of damage that's oh, done my or like what you want to do, if it's even attainable. Because right. sometimes yes. if, if you're doing like jet black box colors, yes, yes. that's that's 
that's basically a wrap. It is really? very, very difficult to get that out of the oh hair. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes wow. impossible. Sometimes really? you just have to cut yeah. it, like, cut it out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> you know, I, I've, um, I recently watched a judge... <clears throat> Uh, Judy, no, or one of the, one of it was it was one of the judge shows. I can't swear if it was Judge Judy, but where a woman uh, brought us hair uh, salon, the owner of the hair salon and the hairdresser to court because she had wanted. Oh goodness, um, it was a Brazilian something. Um, Brazilian blowout. Yes, she wanted that, but she had failed to tell them that she mm -hmm. had just had another procedure done. Um, they had asked her, they had done a consultation. She called, she had, she had, um, she told them part of what she had had done, but not the whole thing. Well, long story short, her hair fell out. I mean, it was a hot mess and she looked a hot mess in the courtroom, but they said, uh, and the judge ended up ruling against her because she had failed to disclose the fact that she had done all this other stuff with her hair and they didn't, they didn't know it. And they put this Brazilian thing in there and it was a nasty chemical reaction. Um, Melted it clean off. Oh, it did. It did. She mm -hmm. could not get her hair to grow. In, I mean, it had grown out some. It had been two years since that time when it actually got done. But even in two years, she it was a hot mess. Uh, so mm -hmm. I think that um, I, would, I would imagine that you as a hairdresser would say that um, another thing that people need to do is to be completely honest, I guess, about what they've done. Absolutely. Yeah. And to just expound a little further into that, yeah. being honest with your stylist yeah. is the most important thing you can do. Wow. Because if you are not, yeah. and they just proceed without what we call a test strand, where yeah. we put a little bit of the substance sure. on a patch of hair where yeah. it can't be seen right. to see if there's going to be a chemical reaction, which yeah. any good stylist yes. that's that's working with a new client or something like that right. would do just to make sure because mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. you forget. Right, right. We understand right. that. Right. But um, you have to be honest. And also something that mm -hmm. people don't consider. Yes. If you've had a medical procedure uh -oh. within maybe like the last month or really? so. Really? Yeah. Month to six weeks. Really? Go ahead and disclose that. Yes. What? Just because wow. the anesthesia or some of the medicine that's in the body can yeah. come out in the hair. Oh my gosh. I, I had a situation where yeah. um I was doing a perm mm -hmm. to make the hair curly. Yes. Um and we didn't know that the woman had just had like a outpatient or something procedure yeah. where they had her on anesthesia and when you apply the perming uh, solution or the waving solution yeah. to the hair. Yeah. Uh, it turned the cotton around her head green. Oh, my. And we all freaked out. I could imagine. And so that's when we realized, like, oh, like, what is, what, like, wow. are you taking something? What yeah, happened? Yeah. And then she disclosed to us that she had just had a procedure done. So if you've been in the hospital yes. and you've had, or you're taking an abundance of medicine, yes. for whatever reasons they yes. may be, especially if they're hormonal, yes. disclose that as well to your hairdresser because those do have a very big impact wow. on how your hair can turn out. That is such an important point. And I, um, I think that a lot of my listeners um, will appreciate that because I don't think um, a lot of people know that. Maybe more people know than I thought, but I never heard of that. 
Um, mm-hmm. So that's an important thing. I'm so glad that you brought out that point. So a question, and this is for my own selfish purposes, but I'm sure that a lot of other people will benefit from it. What is the one product, if you could recommend one product to promote healthy hair, what would it be, Angelia? I know that's a loaded question, but I, if I, I, feel, I feel like I have you here and I have to ask you that. If I had to go um, out and spend money on, what would you suggest that I put, because I don't put a lot of stuff on my hair. As bad, mm-hmm. And so, I just what what would you think what would you say you must use this this is a must do this one's gonna blow your socks off okay a healthy lifestyle really yes so your hair yeah technically is dead particles or dead cells that just get pushed out of the body wow and it's like barest form that's what the hair is wow but uh your lifestyle absolutely affects the, the look and feel of your hair. Yeah. So if people are just eating cheeseburgers and sodas oh all day, God. of course you're not going to have lustrous hair. It's wow. not going to shine the way that it should. Wow. And it's not going to grow the way that it should. But yeah. if you tend to have a nice, healthy, balanced diet yes. of like water, fruits, and vegetables, wow. you're going to have a more lustrous, more shiny hair. Wow. Um, yes. It tends to be, it tends to be, there's, you know, yes. always an exception to the rule. Right. But it just tends to be thicker, fuller, yes. the whole nine. Yes. To the, you know, genetic makeup of that individual. Sure, sure, like, sure. if all of your family has thin hair, yes. you eating, like, a super healthy lifestyle is not going to give you, yes. you know, Victoria's Secret. Right, right. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, I don't know why my hair isn't flowing and long. I've been eating all my fruits and vegetables. So some of it is is your genetics, too. Yeah. But but you're always going to do better than not if you're eating a healthy lifestyle, eating a healthy life and eating good food. Wow. I I actually am a little surprised. (laughs) I think we think of... I mean, I, I, I think I'm more holistic than not, and I know that eating good food is good for me, but I guess I didn't really necessarily um, extend that to my hair. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, but I think that's, I think that's good. Would you say that um, a good moisturizer is something that women need to focus on? Um, yes. So, it, this mm-hmm. is where it gets kind of difficult because... Yeah. Uh, genetics play a huge part, but also the texture and type of your hair. Yeah. Like how true. thick or thin it is, the true. curl patterns. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all of those have a variant yeah. of what is needed and not needed. Mm-hmm. Um, not every plan can be applied to every hair. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if I had to say mm-hmm. one specific item, mm-hmm. I would say heat protect it. Oh, really? If you are blowing your hair out, yeah. if you are curling it, flat ironing it, yes. always make sure to put a heat protectant okay. on your hair. That is as universal yes. as it can get. Really? As I can be. Right. Because, like, you know, hair yeah. is, mm-hmm. can be so different. Right, right, So right. what works for one person, like a moisturizer, right. could work really well for a certain, like, texture type or curl pattern mm-hmm. but it could be detrimental to someone else who oh, wow. maybe they have super oily hair or things of that nature oh wow okay so, so it the most so it universal thing yes. that i could say is heat protected i see if, i see unless like you're just air drying your hair yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time and right. you never blow dry it never right. flat iron it right, right. but i feel like a good seven out of ten people yeah. are doing some sort of yeah. 
yeah. you know, heat manipulation sure, to the hair. Sure, sure, sure. So, but, so I heat protected. protected. That's good mm -hmm. to know uh, on a personal level. I wear my hair naturally 99% of the time, but uh, I would say 95% of the time. But on, on those, there are an occasion, and one is coming up, my 20th wedding anniversary, and I would normally go and get my hair done. Or I, I usually go just a few times a year to get my hair done for my birthday or my anniversary. Well, with the pandemic being what it is, I was scared to go in. So I said, well, I'll do it myself. So I bought, went out the other day, bought a flat iron. I bought a new, because I don't have any of that in the house, because I wear my hair naturally curly uh, and mm -hmm. a little curly fro. You've seen me. Uh, and so um, that's how I wear my hair. It's wash and go. And I, I put a little moisturizer on it. I shape it up every once in a while with my husband's clippers. That's all I do um, most of the year. But so I went out and bought all these products and I flattened just to try it out, just to see how it would look. My anniversary is this coming weekend and we're going to do a photo shoot. And it looked really cute, but I did not have... I did not buy heat protected. And I was like, oh my God, I never blow dry my hair. And now here it is. And now it's dry, feeling a little dry. And so I need to go and get that. So I'm glad you said that because I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't get anything to protect my hair from all that heat that I put on it just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that is something. Go ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. That, I was just saying that was that's something good that you shared. Mm -hmm. And I would say you should have at least two kinds. Okay. So one for the blow drying process and then one for your heat appliance, whether that's a curling iron, yeah. flat iron or something of that nature. So wow. two different heat protectants. Okay. Just Good. to be completely safe. Wow, wow, wow. So I've got a I've got a, a couple of things I want to pick your brain about and I, my time is slipping away. We've been talking and, and there's so much to talk about. <laughs> but no, no, it's great. It's great. But um so a couple of things about the industry itself working in the industry. I want to make sure I hear that other than working okay. in a salon can you maybe talk a little bit about maybe some of the other opportunities available for women in the industry i know i noted that back uh early in the conversation you talked about going behind the scenes when you went to mit, um visit the paul mitchell um studios or you know labs in california and 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 that was a that's a that's a whole nother aspect of the business can you talk a little bit more about other opportunities Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So there, I think a lot of people just put hairdressers in the box of, oh, they work in a salon, they're behind the chair. Right. So there's so many yeah. different avenues that you can take. Yeah. You can absolutely be in the hair business and not do hair. Wow. Um, for instance, I am also a licensed instructor. Yeah. So for the past couple of years, well, I've kind of taken a break. Yes. But, um, I was teaching people how to do hair right. in a formal setting. Right. So that's an avenue that people can take. Honestly, anywhere that you see people yeah. and they need a hair done yes. for anything, yes. like a hairdresser is behind that. So there's production, yeah. movies, yes. photo shoots, campaigns. Wow. Um, wow. Like I mentioned earlier, there is the behind the scenes of it. Yeah. There is... The scientists who yes. create hair products, mm -hmm. um, marketing. Wow, that's true. A lot of people true. don't think about things like that. Right. But you're absolutely in the hair business if you can market products. Right, um, right, because they need those people. A, mm -hmm. Exactly, being a business owner. Right. Um, so you can be, yeah. now I will say, yes. it is a lot easier or you'll have an easier time running your business yes. if you are a stylist sure. that runs a salon but it's yes. not unheard of. It's not impossible really? to be someone who's not the physically doing hair. Yes. 
but doing, just running the you business. Know, yeah. A salon type situation. Wow. So wow. So there are opportunities. There are so many opportunities. You can create your own hair care line. Wow. Um, there's there's so wow. much. It's very basically yeah. Anything that you can think of. Yeah. There is an aspect of hair. If there's another human involved, yes. for the most part, yes. like you can get in there on the hair type. Wow. On the hair. That's amazing. I, I've never thought of it as broadly as I have until you, you know, began to discuss some of the things you or, or mentioned some of the uh, various different jobs that you mentioned just now. So I guess I want to end with this. What do you love about being a hairstylist? What, what, what do you love about it? It's never boring. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Not with some of the stories you just told me. Never boring. Wow. It's never boring. Um, And if you do get bored, it's easy to switch it up. Yes. Like, if you do get bored and you're tired of being behind the chair, yes. you know, you can seek out opportunities, especially with social media and the yeah, internet sure. and how we utilize mm -hmm, it now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can find ways to get into photo shoots. Wow. You can find ways into... Yeah. I will say getting into movies is a lot harder because there are some really strict yeah. rules oh, really? that have to go into becoming like a mm -hmm. bag stylist. Really? Um, but yeah. there's there's always something else to do sure. until you find your niche. And even within yeah. like being in a salon, like you can narrow down your yeah. your you know, skill set to, mm -hmm. I only cut hair, I don't even blow dry hair, or I only really? do natural styling, Is that or right? I only do color on curly hair, like, really? you can get very specific, really? or as broad as you want. Wow, I had no idea, that is amazing, so you're right, if you can do all of that, then you'll never be bored. Uh -uh. That's amazing. Well, Angelia, our time together is just about up. I could talk to you another hour about this. <laughs> There's so many things I wanted to pick your brain about. I'm so grateful um, that I've had a chance to really talk about this because I think it's something that all of us can relate to as women because um, we're all yeah. doing out here, whether we're doing it ourselves or whether we're going to get it done, you're going to have your hair styled at some point in some kind of way. So I think this is right. a topic that, that I think a lot of women will... Um, uh, want to listen to. So thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. I think that the information and the stories you share will not only be entertaining, but will inspire a lot of people. <laughs> So and to my listening audience, if you haven't done so already, I want to encourage you to subscribe and download episodes of the show by going to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com. You can also find us by visiting the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and clicking on the Working Woman Radio Show icon. Uh, I'll include some helpful links to some of the resources um, that Angelia talked about and as well as some other general resources for hair uh, on the show page. It's going to be at the bottom of the show page so don't forget to scroll down the page and check those out um and for more information about upcoming podcasts and working woman radio show events you can go to the working woman radio show facebook page please become a friend we really do want to hear from you leave your comments ask your questions and we will get back to you um, um as soon as possible so with that being said god bless and we will see you next time on the working woman radio show